Welcome to Digital Detox Secrets. Those three words can change your life. So this week, a little share is I started to get back on track from the holidays and started to get back to my morning routine of hot water with fresh squeezed lemon. Um, it's actually one of my digital detox I shared in chapter one of my book, if you want to check that out. But a little, a little bit about why this is good for you. So although lemon juice is acidic, when it's processed, processed by the body, the result has an alkaline effect. So there's many benefits to, um, to adding this to your morning routine. Um, it includes, it helps your digest, digestion. Um, it also helps in weight loss. Um, it also helps with your kidneys. Um, it just, it's, it's a cleansing effect. So um, why I'm doing it is, you know, actually has to do with just a de the detox and the weight loss effect. I have gained a couple pounds thanks to the holidays and thanks to all of the um, indulgence that I've been doing. So I just decided to, um, you know, get back on track. And this is one of the things I wanted to share with you. So add it to your morning routine if you like. So Digital Detox Secrets, it's a book and now it's a podcast. My name is Lisa Beyer and I am the author of the book and now the host of this podcast. Because the struggle is real when it comes to balancing life in the digital world, whether it's business or personal. So welcome to the latest episode. My special guest is Tim Power, who I met actually about two years ago through my mastermind community called Baby Bathwater. And Tim, um, Tim actually is with a company called Sharepath Wealth. And um, what's different about Tim and what gives him his superpower is he is an expert in financial planning, but he's also super likable, authentic, very transparent, and trustworthy. So that combination sometimes does not come with the words financial planner. So um, if you've ever dealt with a financial planner, you may or may not know that some of them have a, an agenda, not that they're not out for your best interest, but they're also out for their selling their products first. So what I love about Tim and SurePath Wealth is that they are completely transparent, they are not representing any specific brand or product, um, and they're looking at your, your, financial, um, your financial, financials from a very objective point of view. So that's not why I invited Tim to be a guest on this episode. Why I invited Tim to be on the show today is because he has traded in his smartphone for a flip phone. So in this episode, Tim shares exactly what made him make this decision and how it's impacted his personal and business life. And the results might surprise you. Um, so imagine trading in your smartphone and giving up the things like notifications and any apps um, so find out how he did this, why he did it and how it's impacted him. And you also might pick up a few financial detox secrets as well. So let's welcome Tim and hear all about how he lost his smartphone and decided not to get a new one and to trade it in for a flip phone instead. So hi, it's Lisa Beyer here with Digital Detox Secrets, and I have a very special guest, Tim Power. Hey, Tim. What's happening, Lisa? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, so we were just chatting before we hit the record button just about different fun stuff about family and the holidays. Um, but Tim, um, so the reason why I invited you to be a <laughs> guest on Digital Detox Secrets is because I found out that you're using a flip phone instead of a smartphone, which is awesome um before we get into yay <laughs> uh, i brought the flip 
Yeah. Before we get into that, I just, if you could just share your journey, we're both entrepreneurs and we met through baby bathwater and yeah. you know, how did you get to where you are today and what are you doing today in this entrepreneurial <laughs> world? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm probably more of like a want, wantrepreneur. Like I want to hang out with a bunch of entrepreneurs. So that's kind of like my, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I definitely am in that world. And uh, we, I kind of evolved into it. I went to, grew up in the North Shore of Boston area, like uh, up near Salem, Massachusetts and things. Went to art school, was a skateboarder, you know, just loved art. And, but I loved people more. So I gravitated more towards, I did like ministry stuff for a number of years. I went, I worked at, um, with a lot of just like campus activities. I did student government. I just was super social. Uh, my whole life. And so sitting in a cubicle doing graphic design or all day by myself in an art studio never really did much for me, although I love painting still. I still paint quite a bit and things, but um, got out of that art school ministry stuff in 2002 and figured, hey, let's get paid to learn about finance. So I got an entry level job at a bank and then kind of worked my way into more of a consulting role and got all my licenses to be able to talk financial things with people. And uh, that was you know, so two to till now. So 2019 now we run um, a wealth management firm. It's a registered investment advisory firm based out of Texas. We have a tax practice and a corporate law attorney in our office here in downtown Austin and um, help a lot of people, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs just uh, have good advice, good transparent access to what's available to them without any slanting things and any sleazy kind of salesy stuff. We just want to give these people, they deserve truth, you know, so we give them all the access and then we help them make good decisions so they have best outcomes. So that's what I'm doing now. And then um, team about 14 people, we started three and a half years ago. And yeah, just that's where we are in Austin, Texas now. So uh, we evolved, we migrated down here, a couple kids, uh, divorced, they live in the same town. So we're not too far away. So I see them all the time and things, but uh, that's, that's how we got here. That's great. That's great. And the financial world and the tax world, it's a complicated world, especially trying to figure things out as a small business and entrepreneur. Uh, I mean, talk about, you know, yeah. honesty and who to trust and what to believe and everybody has a different pitch. Yeah, it's so frustrating because it's not really any one particular person's fault. It's like, people come in out of college and they need a job and they go to a big insurance company that says we help people. And they do like I've delivered death benefits before to a widow, you know, 500,000, a $2 million death benefit. And it saved their business in their children's school in their family and their home. So I know it's important, but they get sucked into these worlds where they pitch all these things and then they think they're helping people. But then you get to an entrepreneur and you're helping them with some insurance, but that doesn't help them with how to deal with all their other stuff. And it's really tough. It's hard to find good, solid, transparent advice these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can attest to that. I mean, I turned to you and we were kind of like at a loss with my business and the buyer group and trying to figure out some of these going through the maze of health insurance and, you know, employee benefits and, you know, it's, yeah. it's super complicated. Um, and, you know, Thank you so much for being such a trusted source. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you for sure. You definitely and dropped some serious knowledge <laughs> at our masterminds too, that I, it's not just me, everybody, anybody who's listening to this has to know that Tim is definitely the honest go-to person yeah. here. That's super encouraging. And, and you know, the, I can tell you for sure that whole mantra of like surrounding yourself with way smarter people, like, oh my goodness, like I am that 
personified, you know, like I have Patrick Brewer, who is the founder of SurePath with me. And, and he really is the main founder. I mean, he pulled everything together and did the whole thing. Um, I just kind of tagged along, but he's a CFA, CPA. We got a couple of the CPAs, CFPs, just super bright, awesome people that are just doing good stuff. So good to be Great. on the team. Great. Well, so we started talking originally about smartphones and I mean, yes. I can remember in business when we didn't need a smartphone. We didn't have to have a smartphone. I know. Do we still have to have one is the question. Uh, I mean, it's like you can't live with them. You can't live without them, but you're living now without them, without it. Two months almost. Yeah. Maybe more than two months. Um, since September, we got back from Utah and, um, I met up with Dr. Ken Brown and uh, who's just an awesome guy up there with his, him and his wife and his daughter. We were going out to eat. So I was waiting up there in a hotel in Dallas and the lady at the front's like, Hey, there's some sliders and drinks. And, and so I go in the back and I grab a slider and I grab a, some iced tea and there was like tons of beer and wine and everything. So there's like 15 people there eating, drinking, whatever, hanging out, cocktail hour thing, happy hour up in Dallas, three and a half hours away, and uh, put my phone down, put my bag down, Lisa. I turn around, grab some iced tea, come back, grab some more iced tea. I turn around, my phone's all gone. It's just missing. And being so vocal of a person, I'm like, hey, who took my phone? <laughs> and everyone's looking at me like, what? We don't even know who you are. And I'm like, oh. And so I just, it was gone. Like, I don't know how the person who took it got it out there, we all think we know who it might have been, but it, it's, it doesn't matter. He was gone and it's a dead weight now. I shut it down. So I had that night, I had dinner in 10 minutes. They were picking me up at my hotel and I had to go and be like super cool as if I didn't care about this 10 year old relationship that just disappeared from my arms. I just got kidnapped, this 10 year old device that I've- That's a great in. analogy. So we treat our smartphone like it's like, uh, our baby like oh, our it's child. a really it's a relationship yeah I mean, it's you, a relationship right you have you dress it up you 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 know different colors you some you know um so yeah i mean all of a sudden this thing disappeared and i had 10 minutes to kind of collect myself and not go into a nice dinner talking about me all night and whatever so just chilled out and ken will tell you he had a podcast and I, we were on there and he was like i was just blown away that you were so calm I would have been losing my mind. I'm like, I, what are, are you going to do? Like, what can you do? You just have to surrender, right? So, Have you ever taken, before that happened, did you ever take like purposeful breaks from your smartphone that you kind of like had practice at it? You know, Lisa, I am not really that kind of person. Like I was, I've never been like, oh, I'll just have two drinks kind of guy. Like I'm like, I don't drink, you know, but if when I did, I drank. <laughs> Yeah. I either drink <laughs> it's all or I right kinda like and no one knew that you know I thought I had a problem or whatever and I, I you know I I just didn't like that I'd be up till three in the morning just because there was more drinks I'm like let's keep drinking but uh same thing with my phone it's like no it's on me and this is what was so challenging um that I am the kind of person that it is like the perfect tool for me because I'm so social and I care about people so much so I'm constantly like I was constantly just connecting all day long. And honestly, Lisa, now I'm going back to my friends and I'm kind of having to like apologize because that really wasn't the human Tim. That was Tim plus a robot providing that much output and availability to all these different people. And now they, some of them think I'm, I don't like him anymore. 
because I haven't talked to him in three weeks. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just really hard to text on my flip phone. And, <laughs> and I've been so busy. I can't call you. I'm sorry. Let's connect. You know, so it's a little tricky, but. And when did you make the decision that you weren't going back to a smartphone? You were. Yeah. So, okay. So the phone gets taken. Uh, we think we know what it is. The hotel, whatever it's gone. I go to dinner. We have a great dinner. They're phenomenal. They're just amazing people. And the next morning is a Thursday. I have like a 30 phone calls. I was helping out with our other company. We have like a consulting coaching company. So I was doing a lot, unwinding my time there. And now I'm just on the wealth management side again. Thank goodness. But so I had a bunch of calls. So I had to go get this flip phone. So I go to the Apple AT&T store across from my hotel. I pick this up and the guy is like, they're completely mortified. They're like, yeah, you're the first person that's bought one of these in like quite a while. And he goes, you, you can get an iPhone 10. You had insurance on that phone. So they're going to send me a check. It was a pretty big check. Um, and I'm like, no. And he's like, but the iPhone 11 comes out tomorrow. So do you want to just wait one day? And I'm like, oh, I'll wait one day. So I got this for like 30 hours, Lisa. So it went from someone making the decision for me to me all of a sudden saying, I love not having my smartphone. And I, I went down to the Apple store the next day. There was 200 people in line. I walked right in, went over, I got an iPad Pro for all my business stuff, my calendar, my Zoom, all that kind of stuff, my traveling stuff, and then uh, contacts, right? I needed all those contacts to come over in the cloud, and then I just kept my iPhone, and that's been that way for a couple months now. So how do you, so, so you use your iPad as like your smartphone replacement. You, yes. Obviously, you can't bring your iPad in your, you know, like to dinner or anything, so. Yeah. So yep. what, what's a day, day like, like, how do you, so how do you yeah, it, it, okay. So I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. There <laughs> are some limitations. All right. For sure. Um, and one of them is what you just said, right? If I'm going out to dinner, honestly, I, a lot of times I have my little like North face, little man carrier kind of yeah. tiny bag. And I, I, I usually have a sketchbook on me anyway, so I just keep it in there. And yeah. now I just, and it's, which is nice, because now I always have my sketchbook on me again, which I used to do back in the day all the time. And so, um, yeah, so if I, can, if, my, if I know my daughter is going to be texting me later on, I'll pull this out. I can look at it. They can get in touch with me on this as well. But that's really what I do. And, and then there's times where I'll just go out with, without it. I won't have mm -hmm. anything but my phone. Um, I've like given cash app people money later so they can get me an Uber home. Uh, Liliana down in New Orleans. I didn't have my iPad cause we were going out doing comedy. One oh, day. I didn't even think of Uber. Yeah. So she like ordered my Uber and I'm, she wouldn't take any money, but I was like, come on, you know? So there was, there's those little weird things, um, getting lost in a city without your maps. But yeah. you know what? People are super friendly and you ask them and they pull out their iPhone and you show them your flip phone. They feel bad. They're like, Oh my goodness, honey, let me pull up my phone. And they're like, do you need anything else? I'm like, no, I'm good. No, people <laughs> are just hilarious. so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, you know, us having access to Google maps and, and ways mm. it, it it's great, but it's also um, enabling to us. Like why do we need to put on Google maps to get a couple blocks where we kind of know where we're going, you know? Yeah. I know it, it's really, you know, it, it's not necessary in a lot of, a lot of ways. Yeah. So I've tested it out. Right. So after the phone went away, I mean, obviously it's been two months and I travel quite a bit. I mean, I've been in, since I've had my flip phone, I've been in Chicago, North Dakota, Boston, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, New Orleans, California last week, right. Getting churros, Ubers, you know, all that stuff. 
everything's fine. I mean, you survived. You sure not only survived, but I'm telling you, Lisa, I was at the point when my phone got stolen where if I looked at my phone, I started getting sick. Yeah. Like I started getting this almost like this clockwork orange, weird, you know, programming sickness looking at it. Or when he heard that Beethoven song, he would just get sick, you know. Um, it's, I, I mean, there's, um, there's definitely studies and stats that, that show that like when you um, receive the notifications, like you hold your breath you know, and wow. so um, definitely causes anxiety and stress. Um, even with email, you see an email come in from yep. somebody that, you know, maybe you're waiting on an answer and while you're up. reading it, you're holding your breath the whole time. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's now becoming kind of like a, a chicken and egg thing. I don't know which one's coming first, but like, I'm finding myself enjoying people more again and enjoying the time I'm spending. I've been doing more art. I've cranked out a bunch of paintings. I've journaling. I'm spending time with my children, going on bike rides. Just got my son a new bike. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just so much more full of life. And I'll tell you, this is the thing people always ask me, and I want to share this before I forget the feeling. The biggest feeling I get was this, going back to that relationship comment. I don't feel like right now while we're on this call, I don't feel like I have this thing on me anymore that is begging for my attention. Yes, I still have the iPad, but I don't have that thing that's literally living on me anymore. And so what that does is it frees up a ton of emotional energy. What you just said, that holding your breath thing, I was like attached to it. Yeah. So it's constantly living in this state of like, mouth breathing or something you know what I mean so like, yeah yeah I would think that you're more present you're oh. feeling more present to whatever you're doing or you know whoever you're with you're you're giving that brain power that was being almost you know sucked Taken away right. yep almost like the battery in your iPhone or your iPad like you know you have only so much like it battery is. time <laughs> or bandwidth yeah. that you can oh. Absolutely. And like you've hung out with negative people before, probably very little because you quickly are like, ah, I can't be around these people. But, you know, I've had to go long with certain clients of ours and things in my past life that may not be the most upbeat, sprightly people, but they're, they have their money with us or whatever. So we have to kind of go along with them. And you just get zapped energy wise hanging out with that. Yeah. And you just think of how much negativity is on our phone, right? Like yeah. right now with this crazy stuff going on with everything i'm not even gonna say names but everything going on you just see that that has to have a cumulative effect on someone's brain when you're constantly being reminded of all this divisiveness going on like you can't tell me that doesn't affect when you're out driving going to starbucks hanging out with your daughter like all that negative energy oh man yeah it's <laughs> it's definitely bad i mean i'm i'm considering the first of the year like detoxing from facebook completely and just taking like a 30 day or 60 day break personally. I kind of am already doing that, but being in my business, social media and PR, I'm on it for my clients. I know. And it's hard to just ignore the personal, you know, feed. But I, I, I'm really not on it personally as much as I am business wise, but it's, mm. it's, it's definitely a, a brain suck for sure. It's hard. Lisa, it's so hard because I'm obviously, it was so funny. I was with, uh, with Will Clyden and those guys out in Santa Monica last week. And there was another guy out there, Mike, great guy, older guy, engineer type guy. And he was like, he was like, that's amazing. You have a flip phone. And then I had to pull out my iPad at one point later in the night. 
And he was like, you just completely erased everything that was cool about you. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Because he thought it was so cool that you just needed this. But I, I need the iPad. I hate yeah. to say it, but there's no way I could live without it. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, you, you know, there's necessities. Um, but you're, you're, looks like that you've had have this division of power. Power. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it finally put some power back in my name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, it is. Yeah. And now it feels like I get back to people when I can, which again, that doesn't always, you know, fill in, fill in the, the system I built over the last 10 years, but they're getting, hopefully there people are getting used to it. And, and it's not like anyone said anything. No one's like said anything yet. Like, ah, oh, Tim, you're missing all my stuff. But I know there's times I'm just can't get back right away. So I'll get back later on, you know. What do your kids think? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they get it. Like my, they think it's, um, they understand the rationale. Like they're more and more understanding of it. My son doesn't, he's just turning 11 next week. He doesn't have any device. Uh, I mean, he has a, um, you know, like a Nintendo Switch and stuff that he plays. But uh, my daughter has a phone. She has like an iPhone 6 or something. And she's on it a lot. I mean, Lee, she, you, you get it with a mm-hmm. senior in, in high school. Um, so they're okay with it. I haven't like dropped really any balls with them. So they get it. Like they like it and they, they, they know it. They see their changes. I'm a bit more peaceful. I'm not as angry. Like I, I have a temper and stuff. And so I've been a little bit more, a lot more in the moment and just relax. I'm not as like triggery and I'm less of a hypocrite. Right. So when I tell them to get off their, devices <laughs> no totally i mean i get the same thing with my you know my uh, daughter, and she's a senior now but it's been a hard you know very difficult we're basically the first generation to be parents for, of some teenagers that have since they were born they've had digital in their life and there's no historical you know advice we can go back to and say well this is how you should do it or this is what's going to happen i mean we're really like finding things out like, as it as it unfolds so i mean i there's a period where um it was a really you know bad like my daughter i felt like she was like getting so sucked in smartphone addiction and social media addiction and it was causing so much stress and anxiety that i actually researched getting her a flip phone and she doesn't even know what a flip phone is because right that wasn't even in her yeah you know, um, but I, I actually couldn't find one and I didn't end up doing it, but I just like, you know, being an adult and being, you know, exposed to this is hard. Being a teenager and being exposed to it is twice as hard. I mean, it's just uh, like you're living in a fishbowl. So, you know, it, it's inspiring to hear stories like yours. <laughs> yeah, well, it's great. And, and listen, and I'm a financial advisor, right? So it's not like I'm a, a, a log logger out in the woods, right? Like yeah. there's very few industries as personal touch as probably yours and mine. I mean, right. if you're lit- and maybe a, maybe a psychiatrist or a therapist or something or a coach or a physical trainer, yeah. but we're like in there with people all the time. I mean, I have trades people call in, they have tax stuff, they have, you know, all sorts of stuff. Right. So I literally was like, there's no way, like yeah. you, I never, you couldn't have paid me. There's probably an b- amount of money I would have done if you said, Hey, I'll give you this to give up your phone. But in my mind, immediately, I would have thought of all the money I would have lost by not having my phone. If you, right? And I'd be like, no, it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. But now that I, it was forced away, kind of, like it just sort of forced the issue. Now, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of your industry, financial, so um, can you share some financial detox secrets with us? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, a couple of quick ones I know I'll, I'll share for myself. So I'm, I'm a financial planner, you know, been in the industry 18 years, but I have a financial planner and I have a time management coach. So um, uh, Scotty Campbell's up in Canada. Uh, he's, a, he's a Canadian advisor, but he's, he's my planning coach. So we talk through budgeting. We talk through cash flow. So sometimes my cash flow can be a little bit sporadic sometimes and, and it has some baseness to it too, some steadiness. So it's just good for me to like work with him to, to help. And I, I'd say working with a planner uh, and I'm happy, you know, to give advice wherever you live as far as who a good planner might be and what that might look like at some point offline to people. But um, I think it's a really good use of money. It's money well spent. If you can get a good planner who's very transparent, very real, uh, preferably a fee-based or a fee-only planner, that alone is going to detox a lot of stress because you can then, um, like we plan for everything, right? But our money, we don't always plan for that, right? Our health, our food, our diet, I mean, our college. Well, we think we're planning, but maybe we're not planning yeah, in you, the smartest way or the most you, efficient way. That's right. Or you're like maxing out your 401k every year. So you think you're a martyr because your other coworkers are barely putting any money in beyond the match, right? And so you mm -hmm. think that's enough planning. That's not really planning. That's just stuffing a, you know, a few, some money away, right? Um, so I really love having that relationship. We check in and talk through just how things are going. And it's helped me with some budgeting things in my own mind. One of those hacks that I use is I pay myself a weekly salary. So I have a separate card. I've tried different cards. I really wish the Chime card had a higher uh, amount that you could put in. It only allows you to put $200 a time in. So I'd have to put like a number of deposits in every week and it's just a pain. So I use a credit union and every month or couple months, I put a bunch of money in the credit union. And then every week, a certain amount goes into my little card. And then I use that money every week. And if I want to spend it all the next day and buy a mountain bike, I can. If I want to have groceries for the week, I can. And then if I don't use it, it adds up and I can buy a bike for my son. You know, so it's kind of a way for me to just like, know that I don't have to be stressed out if I want a new pair of uh, hiking boots because I have the money in this account and it's just sort of like this disposable income account that just gets replenished but the budget is kind of not too huge you know yeah, it's, not, I love it's that. not like three grand a month a week it's it's 350 to maybe 500 a week that goes in there and uh, I don't have to feel bad you know so that's a nice way to detox and then a time management coach helps me with like keeping my inbox way down to under a hundred, which right now it's not, we were just talking about that, having little rituals like you were talking about to kind of check my emails every morning for a half hour and go through things. Um, using all the systems I use, uh, I use like Dropbox paper quite a bit and I use uh, notes in Apple and I sort of like have these different systems going on that Chris, his name's Chris Belfi, he's just a genius. He's helping a, a few baby bathwater folks right now. Um, I just got the phone with him. He's just, he's such a good guy at helping you kind of get stuff done and prioritize and how to do it all and manage business and all that kind of stuff. So those are a few things I use. I love that. So you, you touched a little bit on rituals with more like more for time. So what rituals do you do personally, maybe just to get you motivated or mindset changes? Yeah. I'm a big cleaner. Um, my mom, my mother up in Boston, my ma, my mom, she uh, really pushed cleaning on us. So I kind of can't usually work until the place is like pretty clean, which is cool, I guess, because if anyone comes in at any time, the place is usually pretty clean. Um, so I, I do that. And when I'm painting as well, I have to almost like 
clean up, make sure all the dishes are clean and everything. And then I feel like I can go mess up a canvas and paint. Um, you know, I pray, I, I take prayer walks. I, you know, in the morning I wake up early, walk the dog. That kind of gets my blood flow going. I'm not really a coffee guy. I don't really drink caffeine, um, regularly unless I'm just doing it socially, you know, but, uh, so yeah, I do kind of like that morning walk with the dog, get that fresh air going, get the, you know, lifeblood happening and then come back and check the emails, clear that stuff out. But yeah, no, no, like exact rituals. I don't have like a certain amount no, of tea. Those are great. Yet, you know? <laughs> those are great. I can relate to the cleaning. Um, I, it's, there's like a, I think a term it's like, um, desk, desk rearrangement ritual that like everybody has to do before they can actually sit down and feel like they can write or something. So I'm like constantly like clearing, yeah. clearing the space around me. Cause I just feel like if there's like things like cluttered, it, or yeah. just not organized. Um, yeah, 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 I can definitely relate to that. Um, well, one more quick question. So sure. it's depending on when you're listening to this, it's right now for us, it's, you know, coming up to be the end of the year, it could be the beginning of the year, but if any end of the year tips, financial tips that like everybody should be doing, especially if they're an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, I think it's not a bad idea to check in with your CPA tax guy, a gal or advisor. If you have a financial advisor, I mean, again, that's such a big <laughs> discussion. We'll have to, chat another time about like a yeah. whole financial thing. But uh, no, I would say there's some opportunities towards the end of the year that you have a couple weeks left to still do that aren't that hard. There's like Roth conversions you can do if you make over a certain amount of money and you can't put money in a Roth. You could still put money in a Roth kind of through a backdoor way. So that's something that's good. It's just, it's just good to do a little bit of a tax checkup because a good CPA can maybe look at stuff and say, hey, you know what? You should fund your retirement account a little bit more and give less to uncle Sam and more to yourself later, you know, and uh, there's some year end write off things you could do. It's a little late right now at the end of the year with like a couple weeks left, but like long-term care can be a write off if you're on your own business and that's a great thing to get done. And so boom, that you're giving that to yourself rather than giving that to uncle Sam. Um, I guess, uh, let me just think one other thing. I think that's pretty much a, the, the main couple of things. No, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. So, Thank you so much, Tim. Before we yeah. wrap it up, any other tips on anything that you or any piece of advice for our listeners? You know, I just say enjoy the moment. I mean, other than just thanking you, Lisa, for having me on this show, I was literally just reading your book again this morning. I read about your you know, daughter going on that seven day kind of forced detox there and how you, at the end of it, you know, she writes you this long letter and you're yeah. talking about your grandmother. I mean, like that's the stuff that comes out of it. Right. So I think, uh, I think enjoying the moment though is so important. Just staying like right in the present right now. There's so many ways to get distracted because we get overwhelmed by tomorrow, but you know, just worry about today. You know, that's the only thing we really have to, we can control is right now and then let tomorrow work itself out. So true. So true. So um, just um, tell us the name of your, the website. Yeah. So we have surepathwealth.com. Um, we're probably going to be modifying the name quite a bit here. So um, we're going to have like two divisions coming out soon, sort of like a regular everyday, like business person, and then sort of like the, the higher net worth entrepreneur kind of folks. So it, we already have that, but just not two different names, but for now, surepathwealth.com. And then um, you can find us there for sure. Okay, great. Well, I will see you, I think, in Cabo, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll be there a couple, next month, a couple weeks away. My goodness. Yes, it's unbelievable. <laughs>
All right, Tim. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your digital detox secrets and your flip phone secrets. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lisa. It's awesome having being on the show and thanks for having me. Yes. Yes. It's been awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Digital Detox Secrets. If you liked what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at digitaldetoxsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing yoga, meditation, and occasional wine drinking for the best creativity and results. Namaste.